Welcome to Inclusion Matters, a podcast about children's development from the Center for Inclusive Childcare. Welcome to Inclusion Matters, a podcast from the Center for Inclusive Childcare. I'm Beth Menninga. I'm the Relationship Based Professional Development Manager here at CICC, and I'm having one more meeting with. Dr. Mary Harrison from the Center for Early Education and Development at the University of Minnesota, and we've been talking about attachment. In our last conversation, we were talking about the importance of supporting that parent-child relationship and the connections between those two, um, the child in our care and their primary, their important adults in their lives at home. And we were talking about separation and we were thinking about, we were talking about it after the podcast, and Mary, you were mentioning that one other tool that those of us who work in early childhood education need to be aware of and probably think of in some ways, but maybe not in this way, is transitional objects. So first, tell me what you mean by that. Sure. So a transitional object is you know, something that a child attaches meaning to. Um, and the meaning is often um, based or is based on some sort of a relationship. So it's representative of their feelings about um, something important to them, an important relationship. Um, and they and the object itself uh, promotes their ability to regulate their own distress. So the it's almost like, you know, when a parent, when children first start to be able to have a blankie in the crib, mm. it's it, it's right around that time of, you know, the attachment relationship solidifying and object permanency. And it's the child's way of saying, well, if mommy can't be here with me, at least I have the silky part of my blanket to touch while I'm falling asleep. Um, or, you know, and then if I have to go to a new place or there's a new babysitter, you know, I'm going to it's not sort of a conscious, it's, it's a human thing that we do. Um, I'm going to hold on to this object that, um, helps me feel safe and reminds me of how mommy and, or daddy makes me feel. Um, and then you move to a childcare setting and, um, you start to realize that here's a new place for a child to navigate, or maybe they're going through a change, you know, maybe they're moving, you know, they've been okay at childcare for a while and all of a sudden they're weepy or they don't want to play and explore. And, um, you can wonder to yourself, you know, what might it be helpful for this child to have a transitional object, um, what would what might they choose? Is there something they would want to bring from home? So you can support that that child's ability to learn how to manage distress um, by wondering with a parent about it, and um, you know, letting the child decide for him or herself something that's appropriate. It might be something that you would think of, like a blanket or a stuffed animal. Or it might be something you wouldn't think of, like, you know, the same shirt every day for a while. Or um, I remember my nephew yes. had to wear his Superman pajamas everywhere he went for like two months. Exactly. And, you know, from the outside, from an adult perspective, we think, why can't the kid, 
that kid be more flexible. Like you need to learn how to wear different clothes. And that's where we take the long view of development and say, eventually that child's not going to wear that Superman, but for some reason, this is really important to his development right now. So unless it's causing a major problem, I'm just going to go with it. You know, um, I'm just going to go with it at childcare. You know, is, is it, you know, does the child like to, um, come into childcare and immediately go over to, uh, you know, find a particular toy in the room that they carry around? Has that become part of how they're able to say goodbye? Um, or um, is there something that they bring back and forth from school that they maybe leave in their cubby, um, you know, a blanket or a special shirt or, I mean, it can be anything, you know, a bracelet. I mean, just something that they've decided um, represents uh, they're the person they're missing and that part of the way that they regulate their, um, their feelings around that is by having access to that object. And we don't have to make sense of it. We can just know that this is something that supports their development and we can support them, um, with the parent by finding something appropriate and setting, you know, it's fine to set appropriate boundaries around it. It needs to stay in your cubby. It doesn't have to be a big blanket that they drag around. I'm trying to think of that Charlie Brown character, right? you know, they don't need Linus. Yes. They don't need to drag a big blanket around the world with them, but it's really, um, you know, for the first day or first while they might want to sit by their cubby and hold their object. And they're really practicing saying goodbye to the object then and they can run back to the object as often as they want because they can't run back to mommy I was as just often thinking, as they want. I was just thinking you were addressing some of what I was going to ask, which is for some people in either classroom or a home setting thinking, oh, the children are going to fight over it or the, it's their special object. So is it going to cause issues if another child wants to play with it? Or if they take the same, I'm seeing kids something out of the dress up center where that child has to have that hat or that outfit and they want to wear it all day long. You know, how can you cope with that? So some of those ideas about boundaries, what are the boundaries? What could a provider say to the other children about it? Well, right. I think um, it's, you know, so much of caring for children, raising for children is negotiation. Mm -hmm. It's really about um, the child saying, I think of Dr. Ann Garrity saying, I have an idea. Um, let's do it my way, you know, as when they're toddlers and preschoolers. We've been doing it your way for a while, and I think my way seems like the best way. And um, and maybe that's my way is I want to wear the same dress in the dress-up every single day, and that's what I want, and I don't care what anybody else wants. And so you're negotiating, um, noticing that they have a need that um, – and helping them figure out, you know, a way to meet that need. And so, and helping other children figure out, you know, how they're, what they're noticing in the, in that particular child's behavior. So, um, you know, if it's feasible, if there's tons of dresses in there, maybe that the room, you know, has an understanding that for a while, um, when Sarah comes into school, uh, she, Put, you know, puts her things in her cubby and she goes right over and gets into this one dress. And maybe the the whole room is kind of flexible about that and makes that work. Um, maybe there's a time limit on it. Maybe, you know, there's a lot of ways to honor a child's need and um, allow for the kinds of flexibility needed in a classroom. Um, 
for instance, everybody having a turn with that particular dress or, um, and really that's how humans go through the world is figuring out, well, how can we make that work? If it can't quite be perfect, you know, what can we do? And then the story you tell the other children about it, it's important to Sarah to wear this dress right now. That helps her come into school and feel good about school. So uh, let's let her do that for a while. And, um, and then we'll make sure everyone has a turn. You know, maybe you start a list up on a, a whiteboard of whose turn is it next and you have a timer. Um, and then you can even invite the other children to figure out what helps you feel good at school, mm, you know, and the top, you know, other kids might say my blankie and my cubby or my teddy or, you shoes, know, some, I can think of favorite shoes, totally, all kinds of things. Socks, yes. you know, there's kids who want to wear the exact same pair of socks every day. I mean, who knows? But, um, the beautiful thing is it's their way of, of claiming, they're part of the world. It's sort of a, a marker of independence and a marker of who they are as a separate person from other people that they're saying, I can be brave and go out in the world um, as long as I have my socks or I can get this dress on. And eventually, of course, they'll grow up and out and be more flexible about that. Um, but it really just honors that part of their learning. And I loved when we were talking about this in between sessions, you were talking about that we as adults do this all the time, too. We have our favorite yes, whatever. Right. So, you know, many people wear a wedding ring that symbolizes their, you know, one of the most important relationships. Many parents, I, I know many moms, I even wear a necklace with um, the initials of my children on it. You know, maybe if you're a parent has passed away, you wear, you know, your mom's sweater on her birthday, or maybe, you know, I have a colleague who wears a piece of her mom's jewelry every day. This is part of meaningful, important human relationships that we carry them with us. We carry them in our minds and our hearts and sometimes in objects, um, you know, a cup, uh, who knows, something that reminds you of them and that evokes that good feeling you have with them. And so, um, you know, it's a, it's a pretty universal human need and, um, you know, flexibly negotiating ways to honor that can just be part of caring for children. So just to bring that back to attachment, I think this is a really nice concrete example of something that we can all do, especially when children are re having those reactions to separating from their parent, which usually, you know, are those are those infants and toddlers, but it can happen with older children as well and thinking about a transitional object or ch when children are new to your program, um, whatever age they are, they might need something. So that's a great concrete resource to think about in our conversations with families and how we're helping bridge that change from home to school and back again. Thanks again, Mary. Thank you. This has been so fun talking about attachment with you. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for listening. For more resources, visit us at inclusivechildcare.org.